and bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, you know, we say down south. <laughs> you know, amen. We want to get right in our lesson again this morning, amen. We've been talking about the epistles of John. And so we was talking about John had told us uh, for purposes that he had told us for writing this gospel, that, that we have joy to guard ourselves against sin and to warn us against false teachers and to strengthen our faith, amen, so that uh, we would ensure that we have that internal life. And that's the uh, biggest thing is we need to know that we're going to a better place and God has come that we might have life and more abundantly. And we was looking at some of the key words that uh, is found in this epistle and in these epistles is things like fellowship. And we need to have that friendly relationship. One of the things you find when you monitor Jesus is he went everywhere doing good. Amen. And so when we think about fellowship, we think about having communion one with another. If you remember the early church, what is, what is one of the things that they did as soon as that early church started? Went to the house and the house doing what? Breaking bread, having fellowship with one another. They continue in prayer, right? Amen. Acts 2, what is that, 42? And they continue steadfast, the apostles' doctrine, fellowship, breaking of bread, and prayer. So we see that this is one of the things that uh, God ordained right out the gate is that we stay together. You know, a, a threefold cord is not easily broken. We strengthen one another, and you reach back, you find as Solomon says, how can two walk together if they'd be in agreement? Amos says, us know that a three-fold cord is not easily broken. You know, so you see the value and the importance of having fellowship with one another. We need mentors. We need people that we brush up against. Iron do sharpeneth iron, you know, but if, if the iron is not sharpened, guess what? You got to put a whole lot of work to cut some wood. <laughs> you know, hey, you, you need to keep your blade sharp. And that's why, you know, he can be dull and I can be dull. But if we rub together, guess what? We're going to be sharp because <laughs> iron sharpeneth iron. Amen. And so this is the purpose of having fellowship one with another so that we have someone that we can talk with and, you know, they, they say that if people have people they can communicate with and hang out with, they're not stressed out. They're always, in some ways, they're more upbeat. Say, but if you're alone, if you fall, who's going to help you get up? See, so fellowship is important. And John is going, we're going to see some of this as John, you know, talked to us in, in his epistle. And then another word is to know. You know, there's things that we already know. That's what John says. He says, I'm not writing this letter to you because you don't know. He says, I'm writing because you know. You know that Jesus is the truth. You know that Jesus is God. You know, you know, the things. We know that all things do work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the call according to his purpose. So we know these things. See, so, so we're going to see these words, no. And then we're going to see, he's going to talk to us about love, the value of love, the importance of love. You know, John was called the beloved disciple. You know, he's always hanging on Jesus. You know, you hang on Jesus, you're going to have love. You know, it's going to flow through your DNA. You know, and that should be. So 
we, we see these things. So the central theme here is God is light. God is light and righteous love. His character calls for holy living and brotherly love on parts of the believer. Amen. So they continue steadfast in the fellowship. Amen. So notice God is life. Life. Amen. In him was life. And the life was the light, right? For John, the epistle, I mean the gospel. Amen. In him was life, and the life was the light. Amen. Of the world. Now now notice in first John chapter one. First John chapter one. Uh, we're gonna start jump down here to verse five. You know, if you go back to verse 3, John tells us is that which had been seen and heard declaring to you, you know, that you may have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. So it, John said, I want to get you in the boat. <laughs> you know, because in Acts 27, what Paul says, except you abide in the boat, you cannot be saved. Okay. So we are going to have this great fellowship one with another. And these things, he says, I write unto you that your joy might be full. And then verse 5, he says, this is the message that we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. God is light and in him is no darkness at all. Of, at all. That's the message. God is light. If we walk in the light, as he's in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sins. Verse 7. Verse 6 says, if we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, what's happening? We're lying and we're not doing the truth. See, we've got to do the truth because it's the truth that what? Makes us free. And Jesus says, and you shall know the truth. And this is what John is saying. I'm not writing to you because you don't know the truth. I'm writing because you know it. You know that God is light. You know that there's no darkness in him at all. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light... We have fellowship one with another in the blood of Jesus Christ. His son cleanses us from all sins. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. See, so, so God is light and so we, we got to walk in this light. Now notice what the psalmist is right in Psalms 119 verse 105. Psalms 119, 105. It says, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and it is a light unto my path. See, so if I follow the word then I'm going to walk in the light. See? I'm going to walk in the light because in the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was 
light, and the life was the light. Okay? See, so Psalms 119, verse 105 says, Thy word is a lamp and is a light. That's why the psalmist says, The entrance to thy word give it light. As soon as you open the Bible, what does it say? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was void, and darkness was upon the earth, face of the deep. And God says, let there be what? Light, and there was light. So as soon as you open the Bible, you got light. All right? And notice what Solomon would write in Proverbs 6, in verse 23. Proverbs 6, 23. For the commandment... Is what? A lamp. And the law is, okay, and the reproof of, does what? Is the way of life. Notice. So the commandment is a lamp. The law is light. And reproof of instructions or the corrections comes from instructions is the way of life. If we were to look at Timothy, Paul says to Timothy in 2 Timothy, don't lose that place right there one minute. He says, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for corrections, and instructions in righteousness that the man of God or woman of God shall be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. See, so the word of God, which is God, is light of God, lightens your way. It gives you instructions in the things of righteousness so that you will know how to live. So that you understand and be able to see, you know, sin Versus righteousness. Because I can't say that I'm having fellowship with Jesus and I'm walking in darkness. This is what John says. If I say that, I'm lying and I'm not doing the truth. Because he is the truth. Remember what Jesus says in John 14, 6? I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. So if I'm having fellowship with him, how can I be in darkness? He's light. If I'm in the light, then I have fellowship with him. And notice what Solomon says here. He says the commandment is a lamp. Remember what David, his father, says in Psalms 19? The commandments of the Lord are pure and light in the eye. The law is perfect. It converts the soul. See? So the reproof or the corrections come from an instruction. You remember what Solomon would say in Proverbs 4, 7? Get wisdom. And all thy getting, get an understanding. See? Proverbs 23, 23, he says, Buy the truth and sell it not. Also wisdom, knowledge, and instruction. <laughs> so you need the instruction package to go with it. Proverbs 99. Give instructions to a wise man, and what's going to happen? He's going to be wiser. 
teach a just man, and he's going to increase in learning. See, so the light is designed, the word is designed to keep us in the light, to keep us in Jesus. Because the overall premise is to continue to have fellowship with him. By this, Jesus says, shall all men know you are my disciples if you have what? Love one to another. See, so we got to stay in, <coughs> excuse me, in this light. We want to walk in the light. We want, in other words, we want God's character to be all over us. Now, I mentioned last week, I think, from Isaiah 11, it talks about the 11 spirits of God, right? Spirits of wisdom, the wisdom of knowledge and understanding, counsel, might, uh, the fear of the Lord, and righteousness. You know, Isaiah mentioned in the 11th chapter about these, the 11 spirits of God, you know. So, but instruction is to show us how to put the thing together, <laughs> okay? You, that's why I say you got to read the instructions. you got to follow the instructions because God wants you to come out right. So we have to walk in this light. You know, you remember when Jesus was talking to Nicodemus in John 3, right? Now, the 17th verse of John 3, <clears throat> Jesus says to Nicodemus, he says, here's condemnation, Nicodemus. What is it? What was the condemnation? You remember? Light has come into the world, but men love darkness rather than light. Why? Because their deeds are evil. See? But he that doeth righteousness come to the light, that his deeds will be manifested, they are works of God. So he says, here's condemnation. People are condemning themselves because they won't come to the light. See? That's why Paul says in Romans 8, he says, there is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ has made us free from the laws of sin and death. See? So we, we, we've got to walk in this light so that we can be able to see where we're going. You remember what Jesus says in John eight twelve. Okay? You there? Notice, he says, I'm the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk where? In darkness. But what are you going to have? The light of life. In other words, I will be in you. I will be around you. I will show you the path to walk in. See? That's why Jeremiah, amen, that the Lord says to Jeremiah 6.16, he says, stand ye and ask. Where is the old way? Where is the good path? And walk therein, and you're going to do what? You're going to find rest for your soul. See? But what did they say? Ah, oh, we're not going to walk in that. Well, you don't walk in the path that is, you don't follow the light. You know, what did Jesus say? Blind falling the blind, they both going to fall in the ditch. See? But we're having fellowship with him because he's the light. 
See, and as long as we are with him, we're going to be okay. See, this is what God is wanting us to do. So, so John says that God is life, and God is light, and God is love. Those characteristics of God don't mean God's three persons. They don't mean he's a trinity. These are just attributes of God, who he is. The same way he's the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. It don't mean he's three persons. You know, that's these attributes of who he is. Amen. Now, notice in, in Philippians 2, Paul says right into the church at Philippi in the second chapter of Philippians, he says, if there be any consolation in Christ, in other words, you got any compassion, you got any comfort. If there be any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels of mercies or compassions, what does it say do? Fulfill ye my joy that you be what? Like-minded. Say, we need to be like-minded. Having the same love, being of one accord and of one mind. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday. Today and forever. See? So this is what Paul is saying. Let this same mind be in you. Jesus is the same. See? I am the Lord. I change not. See? So therefore, we need to walk in this light so that we can be like him. Remember what David says, thy word have I hidden in my heart, so I will not sin against thee. See, it is important that we get the word in us so that it keeps shining. See, the word, when the word is in you, it's going to keep lighting you to wrong. That's the purpose. It's going to show you every time you go to do something wrong, the word of God will quicken you. That's why the Bible said the word of God is quick. It is powerful. It is sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividers of honor of soul and spirit, and joining in mire and is the discerner of the thoughts and the intents of my heart. So every time I get ready to do wrong, the word of God pops up. Nope. Wrong way. Wrong answer, Rufus. Nope. You don't do that. You don't say that. You don't go there. You, you know. Because why? I'm not supposed to be walking in darkness if I'm having fellowship with him. He's in me. See? So we have to realize here. So Paul says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. So if God is light and God is love and God is life, let's have the same mind. See? In him I live, I move, I have my being. What did the Psalms to say in Psalms 118? I'm not going to die. I'm going to live and declare the works of the Lord. This is the day the Lord has made. 
and I will rejoice and be glad in it. I don't care how much snow's on the ground. <laughs> Got home yesterday, man, the snow was up the halfway of my garage because of the drifts. I just told Sister Parker, stay in the car for a minute. Let me go get it out the way. Just got out, got my shovel out the truck, and started singing a song. I said, what am I going to do? Complain that it's there? It's still got to be removed. <laughs> if I'm going to get in the house, I, I can stand here and complain about it all day long. It ain't going to move. <laughs> you know? So I, I might as well make myself excited to get it out the way so I can get in the house. <laughs> So that's what I chose to do is get out there and start singing. It's a bubbling. It's a bubbling. <laughs> you know, get it out the way, you know. So, but we got to walk in the light. Amen. So we want to continue to have fellowship one with another. In him was life, and life was the light. In John three sixteen, for God so loved the world that whosoever believed in him should not perish but have eternal life. See, we got to... He have this life in us. Amen. And he's the way. He's the truth. And he is the light. And we are following him. God is light. And in him is no darkness at all. Amen. The Bible goes on in, in the Gospel of John. It says there was a man sent from God whose name was John. What did John the Baptist come for? Prepare the way what? What does the scripture say? What does John what does John one say that John purpose? What did he come for? There was a man sent from God whose name was John. What did he come to do? To witness to what? To come to testify of the light. See? That's what John's purpose. He came to testify of the light. You know? And so, but notice it said John, it says he, John wasn't a light. He just came to testify about the light, which lighted every man that cometh into the world. See? And that's our purpose, is to testify of the light. We're not the light. We're just to testify of the light. See? That's why Jesus says in John, in Matthew 5, 16, let your light shine. That men will see your good works and glorify your Father, which is in heaven. See, our lives testify of Him. See, you remember what Revelation 19, I think it might be verse 16, somewhere in there, says, uh, what is the prophecy of Jesus Christ? It's the testimony of Jesus. That's the prophecy. Is the testimony of Jesus Christ. See, we got to show the way. We've got to let this mind be in us, which was also in him, this life. We don't walk in darkness. We walk in the light. So John came to bear witness of the light. And this is why Peter says in 1 Peter 2, 9, you are a chosen generation, a royal a holy, a peculiar, that you should do what? Show forth the praises of him which have called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. 
Amen. See? <laughs> he brought you out of the darkness. That's why you sing that song. He brought me out of the miry clay. He set my feet on a rock to stay. He put a song in my soul today. A song of praise. Hallelujah. Amen. See? So so God is life. God is light. And God is love. Amen. First John chapter four. First John chapter four. Start verse seven. <clears throat> beloved. Hey, beloved. <laughs> Let us love one another. Why? The love is of God. And everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. See, now you write back to where John said from the beginning. I'm not writing to you because you don't know the truth. It's because you know it. See? So you got to walk in the truth. You got to stay in the truth. So we love one another because love is of God. And everyone that loveth knoweth God. Verse 8. He that loveth not knoweth not God. For God is love. And this was manifested the love of God towards us. Because that God sent his only begotten son into the world to that we might live through him. Herein is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be propitiation or the atonement for our sins. Beloved, if God loved us, we ought to love one another. Think about it. We ought to love one another. Verse 12, no man have seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us, and his love is perfected in us. It becomes complete in us. Hereby we know that we dwell in him and him in us because he hath given us his spirit. See? So the spirit teaches us all things. See, hereby know that he dwells in us. It's because of the Holy Ghost. Did you speak in tongues when you got the Holy Ghost? <laughs> Amen. So you know he's there, right? So if he's there, that means you should have some love flowing out of you. Because the fruit of the Spirit is love. The first four commandments is love God. Other six is love your neighbor. That's all the law and the prophet hangs on love. Okay. God is love. Verse 14. And we have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Verse 15. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwelleth in him, and he in God. And we have known and believed the love that God have to us. God is Love, And he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, 
in God in him. Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in the world. See, the same way God is, we're supposed to be the same way in this world. Full of compassion, full of resistance to evil, obedient, submission, serving, loving, caring. The same thing. Let this same mind be in you, see, which was also in Christ Jesus. See, we need to perfect our love. Is your love perfected? You ever go back and look at 1 Corinthians 13 and say, let me see if I'm perfecting my love. Though I speak with the tongues of men and angels and have not charity, I become as what? Sound and brass and tinkling cymbals. Though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and have not charity, ain't nothing. Charity is long suffering. <laughs> it's suffering long, right? And it's kind. See, you got to put up with some stuff. <laughs> Have God's love. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, but but it but it's, it shows you that you're being perfected. <laughs> See, that's that's the key. Is God is he's he's perfecting us when we become like Him and do the things that He's showing us through His Word, because His Word is enlightening us and opening our understanding to bring our focus into perfection so that we can see where we're going. Say, we got to have our eyes. So, so John says, amen, that, you know, we're perfecting our love. Amen. Verse, first John four, verse, uh, where was I at? Verse 17, 18, 18. There is no fear in love. Notice there's no fear in love. You just go to people. You know? Fear torments, right? We shouldn't be afraid. You know? As we heard this week, slow down. <laughs> Let's let people talk to you. You don't have to fear what people say, what people do. What did Jesus say? Don't fear him that can kill the body but can't kill the spirit. See? Don't don't fear. You don't have. There's nothing to fear. Paul told Timothy, God has not given us the spirit of fear. He's given us power. He's given us love. He's given us a sound mind. Man, did we hear a good message about the mind? If I get a copy, I might get you a copy here. So maybe you heard it already. So, but Amen. But there's no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear, because fear have tormented. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. See, we want to be complete in God. That's, that's why the assumption says, I'm not going to die, I'm going to live. What did Paul say? Absent from the body, be present with the Lord. <laughs> Either way, I win. <laughs> you know? So I want my love to be perfect. I want to be complete. I want to love God more than anything. You know, as my pastor told me, if anybody comes close between you and God, they're closer to God than you. See, 
So I, I want to keep God first in everything that I do. I want him to be priority one, just like Ford says, you know, <laughs> job one, Jesus, you know, and others love showing kindness and love to one another <clears throat> as the fruit of the spirit is developed inside of us here. Amen. Even James tells us in James 2, he says, verse 8, James 2, 8, James says, If you fulfill the royal law, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. What do he say? You do good. But if you have respect to persons, you're convinced of the law as transgressors. In other words, you're, you're sinning. You have respect to people. See? We never know what who's going to come into the kingdom and turn the world upside down. You know, think about Barnabas, the son of consolation, man. What if he just says, like everybody else, about Paul? Man, I am not going to this guy. You know, this guy's out here to come looking for people like me, to kill me. You know, and that's what all the people in the church thought when he, Barnabas showed up with Paul. He said, what are you doing, man? You know, like Ananias, you know, God says, Ananias, go down to the grave. Whoa, what are you talking about, God? <laughs> Hold on here. I hear this guy is out here to get us, you know, and you want me to go down there? God says, oh, yeah, go ahead. I got it. I got him discovered, Ananias. You know, I'm going to show him, you know, how much he must suffer for my name's sake. Yeah, but he's a chosen vessel. See, we don't know what God is going to do. You know, through people. That's why we got to show forth kindness and love towards towards people. So we want to perfect perfect our love, amen, and the things of God. Amen. First John three ten. First John three ten. And this the children of God are manifested. And the children of the devil, whosoever doth not righteousness is not of God, neither he that loveth not his brother. Who's your daddy? <laughs> Think about it. See, we got to do right. And we got to love because those are our father's characteristics and traits. And Jesus says in Matthew 7, he says, you will know them by their fruit. See, my love, I think the last time I checked was a fruit. All right? See, righteousness, all these things, is part of the Spirit of God. And so, therefore, we have to make sure that everything that we do is aligning with the things of God. Matthew 22, verse 36 40, Matthew 22, verse 36 through 40. Master, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus answered, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. 
on these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. The whole book is all about love. That's where it all hinges is on Jesus Christ. Amen. So with that, amen, we see that he's trying to perfect us. They're trying to perfect us. They're trying to show us how to walk according to God's will and God's purpose in our life. Amen. Why? Because he wants us to have joy. He wants us to guard against sin. He wants us to not allow false teachers to come in and destroy us. And he wants to strengthen our faith, amen, so that we know that we have eternal life. Somewhere in all of this, as we study this this epistle, we come to the understanding of where we're headed, who we are, say, who he is, so that we live that life according to who we are, who he is, and what he says. And it's predicated on how much we love, how much we live, and how much life we walk in. There's no limit to what we can have. Say, I have not seen and ears not heard and neither have it entered in the hearts of men the things which God has prepared for them that love him. But notice what he says next. He's revealed it to us by spirit. See? The Holy Ghost teaches you all things and brings all things to your remembrance in truth. That's why you know the truth. <laughs> That's why John says, I'm not writing to you because you don't know. He says, I'm writing to you because you do know. You know that in him is no darkness at all. You know that he's love. You know that he's life. You know that he's light. Remember I told you that John's epistles is way down the road. The church has already been going a long time, see? So he's just encouraging and edifying and trying to help them stay on the right track and and on the right road. And so they want us to let this same mind that is in Jesus be in us. And that's why these distinctive characteristics that the title of the epistle is certainty, see? We got to be sure. We know certain. It's for sure. God's coming again, for sure. You know, God can't lie. I'm going to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place, I'm coming again. And receive you to myself, that where I am, there you shall be also. Amen. So notice how it opened. That, First John, John chapter 1. That which was from the beginning. Which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and our hands have handled of the word of life. For the life was manifested. Right? Remember what Paul told Timothy, 1 Timothy 3.16? And without controversy, great is the mystery of of godliness. God 
was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seed of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and back up in the glory. See? So the life was manifested. I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. It was revealed to us in Jesus Christ. In him was life, Paul says. The apostle says. Amen. And we have seen it and bear witness and show unto you that eternal life, which was with the Father in the beginning. See, he says here, and his son, Jesus Christ. So you've seen, you've heard. The Pope says, I have not seen nor you heard, neither have entered in the hearts of things. So what's our role? To express the light, to bring an understanding to the light. See, so that people can understand and be able to see the characteristics of of Jesus Christ, and they will be sure and certain that you have the life. That's what it's all about. That's why John says in the gospel, in, in, in John 20, verse 31, he says, these things are written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, and in that believing, you might have eternal life. See? So they want to strengthen your faith to believe what you read. See? Can't be like the man said, oh, I don't believe that. When you read this book, you've got to believe it. I don't care if nine million people got killed. You've got to believe it. You know? Because why? Without faith, it's impossible to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe. You have to believe that Abraham took Isaac up Mount Moriah and offered it. You have to believe it. You have to believe that Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed by fire. You have to believe it. You have to believe everything that transpired in this book. Amen. So that you will believe that you've got eternal life. It's waiting on you. If you struggle with this, guess what? You will miss the mark. And you don't want to miss the mark. Take it at face value. You know, it's all true because it's inspired by God. <laughs> he gave it to him. That's why Peter said the, the, no prophecy of the scriptures any private interpretation. It says, holy man spake as they was moved by the Holy Ghost. Amen. That's Balaam. <laughs> Praise God. Father, we exalt you again this morning. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your word. Again this morning, God, as we delve into your word this day, Lord, I pray, God, give us wisdom and knowledge and understanding that we may grow thereby. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you.